Hello there. I am the king. Dracarys. Yo, what's up? My name's Ryan Milky. This is Star Wars A New Hope. Discussion, review, breakdown with myself and Headless Ned Stark. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the OG trilogy. Let's get this party started with blasters and lightsabers and I want to hear everybody in the chat making Wookiee noises right now because Milky's growing this beard out and in a couple of years he's probably going to look like a Wookiee himself. Let's get this chat open and see how everybody's doing. I apologise, I still have been procrastinating and haven't got my own intro on the shared streamyard. So we just ran with Headlesses tonight, which is pretty cool because I can still showcase him on my channel. As he is linked at the top of the chat tonight, guys, please make sure that you go over there, hit the like and subscribe to his channel. We are just on my channel tonight, and we're on his on Sunday nights, and then we do joint stuff also on Sundays and Wednesdays coming for Mandalorian. But yeah, tonight he is linked at the top of the chat, so please make sure you go hit that link and subscribe to Headless Ned Stark. We're both pushing together to the stars, and that's what we're going to do. So yeah, I'm going to check through the chat, everybody. Uh, Anthony is not here yet. Gotham City Collectibles is, and he says... What's up, everybody? Hope you all have a wonderful stream. Everybody be sure to smash that like button and have a great time. I'll catch the rewind because, of course, Ant uh, not Anthony, Andrew is live over with Funko Illuminati on the same channel. I hope to go and hang out with those sometime after the Star Wars stuff is done, once the free Sundays become a little bit free. Uh, Baby Ice, how you doing? Thanks for being here. And who else we got? We got Nadia. Nadia, a.k.a. Little Monster. All the way from Canada. Hope you're doing good. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. But guys, we cannot start this without my Obi-Wan to my Anakin, my C-3PO to my R2-D2, my Kyber Crystal to my lightsaber. It's not Funko Fungo, but he's just as awesome as him. Guys, please, massive round of applause. However you want to celebrate it in the chat for my one and only amazing guest here every single week, two, three, four, five times a week. You know him. You love him. I certainly owe a lot to this dude. Please welcome Headless Ned Stark. Hello there. <laughs> What's going on? How you doing? Good, are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, so Sorry for the over-exaggerated <laughs> intro. I, I just, I'm having fun with my words. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing well, and I'm um, excited to talk about the OT uh, trilogy here. And uh, yeah, you know, this is going to be a fun one, I think, because uh, it's so good. And uh, I have the uh, in the background here, I have the uh, rankings ready to input this one. And yeah, it's going to be fun. How tall are you? Uh, I am six feet. Okay, so you need to go on this side because I'm the R2D2 to your C3PO then, because mm. I'm only like. I'm Willow size. Willow size. Yes, you are a little short to be a YouTuber. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> Actually, probably about the perfect height to be a YouTuber. <laughs> probably. <laughs> as long as I can fit in this 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 small little window here. That's correct. I'll, I'll do pretty good. Uh, yeah. Fungo uh, Funko thought it was him. Quite not quite that not quite but almost not almost. Just make sure something clear, Ryan. We all have far away from you. Just to make something clear, Ryan, we are all far away from you. Yeah. In a galaxy far, far away. I wonder if that one. So what, what do you guys think of my background today? I made this while we were 
while I was hanging out backstage waiting for Headless, I thought I'd just mess around. I think I got everything right. Episode four, A New Hope. That's what we're going to start with tonight. So I, I do have something written down here on my phone. So I, I wrote in my notes. So we've gotten through the prequels, and I now think that it's been a pretty good... We've had a pretty good time doing it. And now we are on to the cream of the crop. Yesterday, me and my friend, Headless Ned Stark, we broke down Rogue One. And today, this is where... What does it say? And today, this is where arguably the best one of the lot starts. So if you know, if we, if I was going to go on a desert island, this would be the film that I would take with me. I love the characters, I love action, the pacing, the setting, the lore, everything else. No, nevertheless, we aren't just drooling fans, but we have good discussion on this film too. And I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you all can talk in the chat and have any questions. Remember, Headless Ned Stark has got an IG story up on his IG, so you can go over there and post some questions. I know I've been posting a couple this, this evening and stuff, so yeah. Cool, dude. First, first thoughts on this movie, watching it today. I know that, like you said yesterday, you've probably seen this many, many times. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's so funny because I, I've, you know, I've been watching this movie probably since I was about six or seven years old. Like, I, I like, I think my first, my first, um, like, my first memories as a kid, I, I'm pretty sure it was on Part Strikes Back because I remember, I remember Hoth like specifically. And the ad ads, I feel like that was like my first like memory of like when I was a kid. But I tell you what, I mean, we would watch this movie, A New Hope. Like we would watch so many different times during the year. You know, like if I would stay at my at my neighbor's house and it happened to be on, like we would all be my brother and my neighbor would just all be laying on the ground, just staring, at the, you know, staring at the little you know little nineteen inch TV. That's about you know that's that, that's pretty much what we had, and um, just so many times. I mean. So, and you know, and then I took my nephew to see this uh, when he was about six or seven years old when they got re released um, right before, you know, this is like when the, you know, when they did the special editions and all that. So I remember taking him to see it. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just a lot, dude. It's, it's just such a good movie. The story is awesome. The characters are phenomenal, you know, and, and like, and I can mention a couple lives ago, you know, on Disney, there's a, um, there's like a docu a six part documentary about how they created all of this and what they had to go through and with the ships and the models and just it's so it's so interesting really you mm -hmm. know back then and back in the 70s you know i think it was like 75 i think when they started this thing um you know filming it and just all the delays they had and then the you know extra money they needed and how the company just didn't even really believe in them and and just to see what it is now it's it just it's absolutely crazy how it, it just came from this one movie you know yeah I, I i was reading up a couple of things today and i read that george lucas had no faith in this whatsoever he apparently put this out there and went on holiday with steven spielberg yeah and they came up with indiana jones whilst on holiday in ibiza or something i read but but yeah it was crazy how this movie probably like I like I said in my opening monologue, this is a movie I would put on a desert island with me. This is this is one of those movies that will stand the test of time forever. Yeah, it de it definitely does. I mean, you know, you now you know they have updated it with four K and all that. It looks great still. I mean, it's just it's it's funny to watch a movie like this because like a lot of times when you see older movies, they're like, I mean, like take Jaws for example. Like Jaws is a phenomenal movie, right? But like. Even Jaws, like the shark, does look mechanical. Like you can, mm -hmm. oh, that's not a real shark, right? 
And although, yes, we know that the Death Star is not real. Yes, we know the fighters are not real. But it, they look so good still in the movie. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the thing. And like they were all toys. And yes, okay, I know he's added some CGI because I did watch a special edition. Um, I watched a special edition one today. Um, so you know, get all those old extra butt, you know, bonuses and stuff, which some of them are not mm. necessary. Um, I don't know how much I love the job of the hut scene. I mean, it's fine, but you know, it, it's. So it I watched the Blu-ray, 1080p Blu-ray. Did you, was it a special edition or the, re- or the regular cut though? Just the 1977 regular cut. Okay, so you didn't. So you didn't get the extra job of the hut scene with Han. Is that when he steps on his tail that goes yeah. behind him? Yeah, I, I actually did get that scene. Okay. So yeah. So so that that was a special edition. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's what, the, that's what some of the added effects he added. Um, what's up, Blaze? Anthony Blaze says, "I thought this was Star Wars talk." Star Trek. That's Star Trek. Beam me up, Scotty, or is it that? Is that the right one? I don't know. Yeah, How are you doing, Anthony? We're talking, fra- we're talking phasers. Yeah. But the, that is. What's the what? What did I? Somebody said Star Trek is a utopia. Star Wars is a dystopia. Why is that? Because in Star Trek, you can just go on those ships and you can put something in a machine and it'll print out a martini. Whereas Star Wars, everything's already old and battled and bruised and it's. You know, yeah, that makes sense. Star Trek is fa- Star Trek is fancy and proper, and then Star Wars is old and rustic. Yeah, dystopia, utopia. Most of the time it is, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a couple scenes here and there, but yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> cool. So we're going to be breaking down a little bit of the storyline. I have a couple of things written down here. The original Star Wars Episode Four starts 19 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. The galaxy is been split up into two groups, rebels and larger galactic empire. At the beginning, a rebel princess, Leia, has stolen plans to the Death Star in R2-D2. She is, she's hidden them in him. Leia is captured, but she ends. She sends R2-D2 and C-3PO to Tatooine to find Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's pretty much the beginning of the story, right? That's right. And I like how it completely left off with Rogue One. Again, Rogue One was my first time watching that last night, so I would it was really cool to connect the two and you said it literally ends yeah Yeah, and i i didn't really click because it has been a while since i watched the new hope Mm -hmm. but yeah as soon as it goes into it it was like wow and they matched it very well yeah for for these day and age graphics compared to 77. yeah i mean literally like you see vader looking at the uh the the tentative what is it i know you said tentative four tentative four you see it floating away, and Vader's kind of staring at it. And before you know it, you know he's he's obviously following it um, on that Star Destroyer, and they end up, you know, recovering them. And yeah, it's it kind of goes right to it. I mean, there's really not much there in between. And mm-hmm. I do like that. Like I know in the original cut of Rogue One, I don't think it was like that. I think I think that was a, an extra scene they put in uh, with Vader in the hallway, and it was extra scene that they put in with uh, Princess Leia. And by the way, if you did not know. Uh, Billy Lord was the uh, her daughter was the stand-in for that, uh, you know, for the for the deep fake on her. So that was Billy Lord actually standing there, and they just deep faked her Leia's face on hers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw Baby Ice in a question in the chat. She goes, uh, "In general, do you think Star Wars is a love story?" 
Uh, I don't think it is a love story. I think it's a, I think it's a story about family. Um, I think the love story just is going to be involved with family. I don't think it's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's obviously part of the story, but I still think the, I think the overall arching, like the whole premise of the, at least the first six episodes is, is, is family. Cause it's all, it's all about the Skywalkers. Um, you know, they kind of get away with that a little bit toward seven, eight and nine, but I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's a love story though. I mean, what do you think? I, I would say it's a love tragedy. Hmm. Yeah. More than, more than a, even though it's still at, the at least same in the thing, first it's three. Still, in the first yeah. Three, it's yeah. a love tra Even in the, even in these three, because you know, he, well, we're not going to, I don't want to go into too many spoilers, but we do have like, you know, maybe Vader wanting to go good or maybe, you know, you, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll break those down. Uh, Anthony Blaze says, I heard Indiana Jones, so I'm like, what the, what the hell? Well, now Star Trek. <laughs> well, they, they, all these franchises, all these things are tied together in the, in the love of movies, aren't they? So, hell yeah. So, we get introduced to a new character in this episode. A very famous character in Star Wars. A lot of people know him already, and a lot of people knew him before we knew all these Anakins and all these all these other characters that we've loved over the last couple of weeks. And his name is Luke Skywalker. Yes, he... Yes, the story is pretty much about his father and him. That's basically what this whole thing's about. Mm-hmm. First impressions on Luke Skywalker. I know we've seen him as a baby mm-hmm. in the prequels, but the first impression of Mark Hamill's portrayal of of Luke Skywalker. What do you, what do you think of him? Yeah, I mean, I, I always... I, he's he's been my favorite character forever. Um, you know, Boba Fett's right up there with him. Um, maybe not so much from the book of Boba Fett, but Boba Fett was always mysterious to me, and obviously everyone liked the way he looked. Um, you know, obviously people, I've heard people say he's whiny in the beginning, but again, you got to remember this is a nineteen-year-old kid who does does you would you when you're nineteen do you really want to be farming? Like I know I don't want to do that. I want to go play some video games. I want to go hang out with friends. And he might be a little whiny in the beginning, but that's because he wants to go do those other things. He, he wants to go to Tashi Station and pick up those damn power converters, you know. Um, he doesn't want to be, you know, cleaning up droids and, and all that. So I get to a point why people say he is whiny. But again, you got to remember he's 19 years old. So it, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Um, what I really resonated with him was his sense of that he doesn't he doesn't want to just stay put and do nothing. He wants to do he wants to he wants to be a pilot. He wants to uh, learn about the universe. He wants to go places, and it's just unfortunate that you know his uncle and aunt, who obviously we we know why they want him to stay put um, because we know who uh, Sonny is. Um, but you know that's that's the thing with the with the movie that he just keeps pursuing it and. You know, and eventually he goes, you know, and, and unfortunately it's a tragedy for, you know, his family uh, that, that kind of pushes him that direction. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I, I think Luke is, um, I mean, I think he, his, his story arc through four, five, and six, it's got to be one of the best ever because it just has to be, um, you know, just, just all the struggles he has, even in this movie, there's some struggles. And there's so many struggles in Empire Strikes Back. And I think this is where we really run into an issue with what happened with Rey is that she didn't go through any struggles. 
And I think, and I think that's what people's most, you know, disappointing part of what the sequels is, is that it's like, she's just so powerful right away. And there really was no explanation except that for that she is someone's, you know, certain somebody's granddaughter, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, no, I I really like Luke in this. I like that we see humble beginnings for Mm -hmm. Luke. He's not just instantly in this world. He's not instantly just assumed to be great. You know, he's, he's a nobody basically. And he just, just so happens that the force wills itself upon him so that he can find out and, and just stumble across this information that he needs to stumble across. I do have another paragraph here in my notes. I put, so next we meet Luke Skywalker, who is anxious to get out of his uncle's simple farm life. Luke's Luke purchases the droids and sees the message from Leia to Obi-Wan. They end up meeting Obi-Wan and Luke learns about the days of the Jedi, the force, and Darth Vader, who studied under Obi-Wan and killed Luke's father. Luke is also at this time given his father's lightsaber. And that was my end of my paragraph there. Mm-hmm. So anything you want to add from that? I know that's quite a bit of that. We just I kind of just like added quite a bit in, but you know, we're only going to be here for like an hour or so. So we're not going to be really detailed into the movie and stuff. And yeah, if people do want, if people do want that, maybe we can bring that back in, in a future episode for the slideshows. Cause I know I probably want to bring those back sometime too. Mm-hmm. Also, and yeah, I, no, I definitely I mean, think that this movie is a perfect movie for the slideshow effect. Yeah. Because there's mean, so much detail. Great, so many great scenes too. You know, in because <laughs> I'm going to do my AI video tomorrow, right? And so here, here's, one, here's one thing I've always had an issue with um, after the prequels are made. Is that when R2-D2, when, when Obi-Wan finds R2, like how does he not know who R2-D2 is? It, I, it's one of the, my biggest issues I have with the continuity with like the prequels going into the sequels. At least they explain that like they were, you know, the droids did get their memories erased. Okay, so they do mention that in Revenge of the Sith. And on um, Vader's side, you can understand that he might want to get away from everything that was reminding him of Anakin. So, but like, why? Yeah. But how? How could Obi Wan Kenobi not recognize him? I mean, he he's with R two almost in all three of the movies, and I mean. It, that's one part that's always been a problem for me. Um, you know, they never really addressed it. So I am, that's one, that's going to be my top question tomorrow on the AI video. I, I want to see what I can, I want to see what I, how I can, how deeply I can, I can dig into this without having a generic answer. Maybe I says it's been 19 years. He's probably got dementia. Yeah, dementia. Uh, I mean, but he still memorizes. He still remembers everything else. I don't know. You know, and, and you know the the cop out answer is always like, oh well, you know, yummy droids are in the world, and blah 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 blah. I mean, Luke's calling him R two, <laughs> like it's not like he doesn't have a name, you know. So I don't know. It's that's one of my biggest issues. But again, that's not an issue with this movie. That's an issue with what he did and how much they had him hang out. I guess. I just think I don't think George fully understood the capabilities of having to try and reconnect prequels to sequels to yeah. originals and i just yeah, think no, it was a yeah. bit bit too too much of a struggle but yeah i mean they're, i, I think they've done well yeah yeah and and these two we they're on the thumbnail for a reason because they're, they're two of the most iconic droids in the entire franchise if not the best droids in the entire franchise i asked you a question on instagram that kind of i was on the thought path of these two at the time that i asked it it was it was about it, i will get to it later so I'm sure. But yeah. So anything that you want to add up to the point of the storyline where Luke is given his father's lightsaber? 
Um, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, they, they, the ship gets attacked. Leia throws the plans into R2, and they get in the, uh, the uh, escape pod. And the reason why they don't get shot done, shot down is because uh, is there's technically no life forms found, which I still find is weird. I'm like, well, why wouldn't you just shoot them down anyway? Is he, are you guys low on ammo or something? I always found that a little odd. But there had to be, there has to be a way for them to, to get down to that planet. Um, but yeah, so I mean, no, it's, uh, you know, then we get introduced to Obi-Wan and he saves Luke from the Tusken Raiders. I mean, Luke does get his butt whipped by them, you know? Um, but yeah, no, Mm -hmm. and we, you know, he tells him about how his father is, you know, used to uh, fight with him in the Clone Wars. So we get a little backstory and then we, we get a, you know, we get a small little lie there saying that he was, uh, you know, betrayed by, his student uh Darth Vader and that's that's how his father died and you know they that kind of ends that story until we get more information in the next movie. What's up, Biggie? Hey, Big Easy. Thanks for stopping in. I appreciate you, brother. Hope everything's going okay with the house and the move and can't wait to see you back on our screens. I can't wait to see the toolbox make a return. If it if it does, which will be awesome. What exactly is the ammo made of i'm guessing that's ammo uh what exactly is the ammo made of so that would be the like the laser she's talking about yeah so it's just energy isn't it that they i'm sure they did are they taking that also from the kyber crystals or is it just the death star that powers that i don't think it's i don't think it's kyber crystals that make the lasers i mean i don't know i don't know it's some type of energy beam that it's never really explained <laughs> and for anybody that isn't a, a fan of Big Easy or hasn't come across this man, he loves to tease me with his comments and his replies. And here is one of the most fantastic ones ever. And when the pod crashes, the stormtroopers find the ring. They do find the ring. They have a big I... battle with Sauron on on Mordor, and then they hop on the eagles and they go over to Indiana Jones's place. In the Millennium, but the Millennium Falcon is only a keychain in that world. It's only a little keychain. A little keychain, yeah. <laughs> so, do they ever run out of ammo? Baby Ice is asking. Have you ever seen it? I don't know. I mean, they seem like they shoot forever. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think I just think it's some type of energy that's in the weapons, and it just charges. I mean, just thinking kind of like the, like uh, like in the Lego game. I mean, there's. There, there's different guns that you have to like let cool down uh, if you shoot too much. Um, but like, like, like in the game, like they have a couple different characters who have to charge their guns to make them more powerful. But I mean, the lasers, the lasers never stop. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. No, very good questions, I'll, baby. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make a note of that. I'll ask that in the AI question tomorrow. I'll see, what, I'll see what the AI has to say about. That I'll ask too. it to come up with a scenario. Ask it to just make up its own mind. You know. Yeah. No, they really find a ring. <laughs> they found yeah. a ring in the in the desert that the ship makes when it lands. That's a ring. Yeah. Well, I have, another, I have another paragraph that we can continue the story along. Uh, so after viewing the message from Obi-Wan, after viewing the message, Obi-Wan decides to go to Alderaan and visit with Leia's father. Luke decides to go with him only after he finds his uncle and aunt have been burned alive by Imperial stormtroopers looking for the droids. To get to Alderaan, they hire the cylindrical 
pilot Han Solo and Chewbacca who fly in the Millennium Falcon. So we get a quick callback from Solo, which we watched last week, mm-hmm. which was at the bottom of my rating pile for this these movie this movie franchise. But I like that it kind of tied in. Obviously, I was already aware of Han Solo and Chewie from this movie and this this original trilogy. But I kind of like now that I have a little bit of back knowledge. You know, I, I giggled to myself when he make when he makes the famous line about it that this thing run the parsecs. It ran it in twelve parsecs. So yeah, I was just hanging out and chilling and. I love Chewie in this, but I disagree with the way that it. He talks to him and understands him in Solo, but he doesn't really understand him in in this one. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, well, what do you mean he doesn't understand him? Well, he doesn't really. He doesn't talk to him. Like, no, he doesn't he, talk he, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he only really does that in that one little scene like you're talking about him like Han actually talking in Wookiee or whatever to Wookiee yeah yeah him talking yeah. to Wookiee yeah yeah I mean I think um I, I just think it was meant to just basically show that he knows how to communicate with his kind and then after Chewie understands that then I think that's why he I think Chewie just understands English he just can't speak English and then Han he can understand what the Wookiee says because he just knows or whatever you know because he just learned mm-hmm. the language or whatever i think i think we looked that up why why does he know that i think it says because he he learned the language in his travels and all that kind of stuff okay so i was watching this movie today and okay. i actually watched it twice today because I, I fell asleep the first time because i I haven't actually been to sleep yet since yesterday. <laughs> I've just been up and working and doing stuff in the house. So, yeah, I kind of watched Star Wars twice. Well, once and a, one and a half, I'll call it. Uh, there's a new bad guy in the town that nobody, that everybody missed. And, and even George Lucas missed this opportunity to give Lord Emperor Sith Lord Tarkin. Because this Tarkin dude in this movie is a badass. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's amazing. Peter Cushing's awesome. Yeah, and and I all the way through it, I'm thinking, just why can't he be the emperor? He's basically the, he he was bossing Vader around in this episode, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah. dude, you've got you've got a, a big pair of space balls. See what I did there? <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I have, another, I have another paragraph. That was why I, I mentioned Grant. Moff Tarkin. So meanwhile, Grand Moff Tarkin decides to make a show of force to Leia and the other rebels and destroys the entire planet of Alderaan in one massive shot. Now you've got to bear in mind the last two movies we've seen this Star Destroyer being used. Uh, yeah, the Death Star sorry, being used. And it was never as impactful as it is in this 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 movie. Yep. Like, it just made a tidal wave in Rogue One. And, and kind of kill people that way. This thing obliterates an entire planet like that. Like they they really really changed the batteries in this, didn't they? They went real <laughs> down below, changed the batteries, and now it's got like superpower again. Yeah, I, I think it's Great. just showing the process of like you know what it can do. I don't think it's always meant to just destroy a planet like it did. 
I think they're kind of going through different phases and different uh, strains of the weapon. Um, I think I think that's kind of what they're trying to show. Because then Rogue One, it happens twice. You know, it happens in Jetta, and then it happens in Scarif too. Mm-hmm. Baby Ice has a question again in the chat. Baby Ice, thank you for your, your chats tonight and, and being here and hanging out. Everybody in the chat, I, I appreciate everybody. Uh, she asks, is Boba Fett in this movie? If not, who is in the Mandalorian outfit? So in the original 1977 cut, Boba Fett's not in the movie, and there is nobody in that armor. In the uh, the remake or the um, the special edition, not remake, special edition, uh, he is in there. He he's in a he's in a small smaller role. You you kind of see him when Jabba Hutt shows up. Um, but yeah, in the original cut, he's not in there. He he doesn't show up until uh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Now I want I want to touch on something you you had asked. Um, in, the, sure. in the in the Instagram, you said who? Because we kind of skipped this whole scene. Uh, you said who? Who took the first shot? Han or Greedo? We kind of skipped over that. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm just going through my notes now. I do apologize. Yeah. So I have um, I had pulled this up. Uh, let me see if I can share it with you real quick here. And this is a so, this is a question that's gone down in Star Wars history. A lot, yeah, so, you know, I didn't realize it was a, a such a, a a mega question. Yeah, because what happened was he ended up he ended up changing this. So if you look here, okay, so in the top the top is your is your nineteen seventy seven version, and the bottom is going to be your uh, your two thousand nineteen version. That's you know Disney, um, you know basically it's a special edition though. I, I, it says two thousand nineteen probably because the, the video is made in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, so I yeah. Did the Disney. Um, but you, you'll see on on the front on the on the top, you'll see you won't even see blasts. You'll kind of just see a big explosion and Greedo's dead. But if you watch the bottom for an extra second after that, you'll see what they do. And I'll try to pause it at the right spot. It might take me a couple of tries here, um, but I can definitely try it. Sure. So you can see he's already dead. So the, the, he just you see one blast, and you only hear one blast. So let me go back to that. Remember, if you click the, the, the little settings wheel at the bottom, you can change the speed. Yeah, that's right. This is where I want to be. So it's one, it's one shot. Now watch the bottom. This is the and, and the bottom is what they redid. See right there? Yeah. You see the red bullet hit the wall next to his see, head. Yep. Right there. So you can see they have him shooting first, and then he shoots him afterwards. And that's the big argument, is because Greedo never gets a shot off, and people are pissed. Because they had Greedo shooting first in the special edition, and they, they're like, "No, Han shot first. Han's quicker." I think that you know, so that, that's why. And really, if you watch them, if you watch this, you know, strike the wall, it's like right up here. Um, so I mean, technically, he could have killed Han. He just has bad aim, I guess. Like everybody in this movie. Yeah, so I mean, you can see right there. Uh, so, so in the in the one I watched today, I saw the red beam on my right. Vision. That's the, that's the special oh, edition. I bet you have. Yeah, see, so wow. you can see it hitting the wall there. I mean, you really got you got to be quick on the on the pause or go slow motion, but 
you know, you got it perfectly earlier. Oh, there you go. Right Look there. at that. That's ricocheted off the wall. Yeah, there you go. So you can see it just misses him. And then you see the big explosion. And that's the shot under the table where, he, where it killed him. Like that. But yeah, that's that's kind of what the uh, that's what that that's what the big argument is, is because in the original he never even gets a shot off, and in the remake just because again I think he wanted to make it look like you know the the shot was coming up you know with the laser, but people are mad because I'm like yeah he he never got the shot off to begin with, so that's that whole argument of who shot first. Okay, well thank you for clearing that up because mm-hmm. I genuinely didn't didn't know that they did that. Yep. I just I, I watched it and I was because again I watched it the second time with the intent of asking questions while watching and and yeah that, that came up in my head and then I googled it and I was like oh this is a question that's been a long-standing thing and then I know there's another question that says why why don't they serve droids in the cantina but they serve all the other species I have no idea I don't know what the answer to that is that's an AI question tomorrow too that's I, I got three questions now it's a, that's a good one. I'm I'm not really sure because you do see droids serving drinks in other series. I don't know why at most Eisley they don't serve droids. Yeah, weird. And another one that comes to mind is why is the spaceport on the planet and not in space? Why is the what? The spaceport isn't it Moss Eisley spaceport? Well, it's it's a spaceport. It's just where pilots come in and they land their ships. So, it's so okay, think of right. yeah. So think of like a um, an airport. Yeah. yeah, think of an airport. Exactly. It's just yeah. It's just where they okay. it's where they drop in. Yeah, and that's why there's a cantina there. You know, think of like a airport bar. Kind of the same. Cool. Same thing. Yeah. Cool, baby ice. I will get to your questions on my IGs as soon as I've just got as soon as I've got through the plot. That I've, I've wrote down on my phone, and then we'll, we'll be able to hang out. We'll be here for another 25 minutes or so, guys. So please don't forget to hit the like button. Uh, definitely check out the link at the top of tonight's chat. That's the link directly to Headless Ned Stark's live stream next week, where we'll be talking. What's the next one? Empire Strikes Back. And then, Empire uh... Strikes Back. Yeah. Next weekend, guys, you don't want to miss it. And I, I know you're here now, and I appreciate you being here, but next weekend is going to be epic because we've got Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi back to back. There's, there's going to be a cool two double double live stream, so you don't definitely don't want to miss that. But to continue with my plot lines that I've been writing down here, so we, we ended previously with the Alderaan being destroyed, and we, we just spoke about that. And then I continued to go on that the Millennium Falcon is caught by the Death Star, and Han, Luke, Obi-Wan, and the droids stage a rescue for Leia. However, things go wrong as they are caught up in a trash compactor, and then narrowly escape being crushed alive, one of the most iconic scenes ever. Mm-hmm. They then escape, but not before Obi-Wan invaded Duel with lightsabers. And I'm going to stop there. I don't want to continue a little bit more. I'm going to just stop at Obi-Wan and Vader dueling with lightsabers. But let's rewind it a little bit. Anything to say about the trash compactor scene and, and, and stuff that leads up to this? One of my favourite favorite parts of this entire movie is the chemistry between the three of them when, when they yeah. rescue Leia. I just think it's brilliant. Yeah, I and mean, it's not it's knowing when I first watched it, not knowing that they were related, right. brother and sister. It was even better, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it the scene is fantastic. It's and they have it somewhat funny to a point because they have Chewie blasting everywhere, and you see the lasers bouncing everywhere because it's mechanic or uh, magnetically sealed. And that's why you see the blasters going all over the place. Then you got the little creature who comes out of the little the water or whatever he is. 
Um, you know, you don't ever get to see more than that. And I think in video games, I think they've shown what the whole body looks like, though. If I remember correctly. Um, okay. I think there's a video game out there that does show exactly what kind of type of creature that is. Because you really only do see this little eyeball pop up. Um, and what then he's got is like a little tail or whatever that is. Tentacle, I guess. Um, yeah. It's like a snake underwater, really. But Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a great scene. And then... You know, they do like anyone would do. You grab those little metal pipes or whatever those were, and they're trying to prop it and stay open. They're just getting crushed. And then good old C-3PO to the rescue, though. So It's it's one of those scenes that if you ask me when I'm old and 90 years old with dementia, do you remember the Star Wars scene with the crushing walls? Oh, yes, I remember, son. That's my aunt. You know, I would remember yeah. that. It's something yeah. that I don't think I could ever erase from my memory. Even if yeah. I was a droid and I'd had my protocol erased. Yeah, it's, a, it, it's, it's such a good scene. I mean, it, it, to me, it's just as iconic as like when you see Luke and Vader walk up on the platform and they're both the lightsabers light up in uh, Empire Strikes Back. I mean, for me, that's probably mm -hmm. that's probably my top scene. Um, you know, I mean, I had that tattooed on my back, that scene. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's for me, That that is what Star Wars has always been, is that scene. But... Trash, trash compactor, you know, when they, when they're going in the trench run later in the movie, I, I mean, that's the thing. There are so many, there, re there really is so many. Um, and it's a movie for the whole family, this movie, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, there isn't, there isn't any bad language in it. There isn't any much, although I was looking up how many people die in this movie and it is atociously high. Well, the amount Alderaan. of people that, that well, older on and everybody on the Death Star at the end. In the Death Star, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it is pretty crazy. But yeah, so I, I ended my sentence on a very poignant note where we we finally see that the crescendo of what I was waiting for throughout this this whole episode was Obi-Wan and Vader. Mm -hmm. He senses that he's on the ship. He He's talking to his guard and he goes, I sense something that hasn't been here for a long time. And then he walks away. Like, I have my own issues with Vader in this movie. It's like, how do you not... I know that you didn't know that Padme had twins, and you don't even know that she had any kids, as far as I'm aware. But still, if you are so attuned with your Force, your old way of the Force, you know, how do you not sense that she's anything... To... He's literally standing in front of her at multiple points yeah, in this I know. movie. Yeah, and again, I mean, that, this goes back to the fact that I don't, you know, George didn't really know where that part of the story was going, you know. Um, I know, and I, I, again, that's it's hard. The same thing with my R two question, you know. When he made this movie. We're talking about, you know, eighteen years after or before the other movies even came out or mm -hmm. whatever. So, and, yeah. and, and these are literally third world reasons, reasonings that I'm picking up because I would never have had this understanding if I hadn't have gone back and watched this chronological order that we're doing now and having the understanding and. And all this kind of stuff. So it was just crazy. But yeah, I ended it on a on a cliffhanger of a sentence, and my sentence continues. Then they escape, but not before Obi Wan and Vader duel with lightsabers, and Obi Wan is killed. Luke is, is killed? devastated. Is he killed or did he sacrifice himself? Well, if you ask the AI bot that you asked last week, it said that he jumped down a shaft. So I don't know which is the real one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he did. The AI did correct himself. I don't know. I think he was getting confused with. Uh... He was getting confused because as soon as he dies, that droid, fall, that 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 trooper falls down that shaft. Mm -hmm. Luke shoots him in the stomach, and he falls down the shaft. So I think it was just, yeah, picking up on something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's just an inside joke. If you watch Headless's videos, then you know what I'm on about. <laughs> 
dude, yeah, it was talk to me. What, that. Talk to me. What do you think about this? This yeah, time, know, just, he think... sees Luke and he just goes like this and just he allows it to happen. Yeah, I just I think because Obi Wan knows that um, he's got to do something to distract all the stormtroopers, and you know they all kind of like come over and walk. And once he's got all their attention, he knows. He, I think Obi Wan knows there's no chance that he's getting out alive, and he knows the power of being a Force ghost because up to this point, you know, and I guess if you think about the whole canon as as a whole, he already knows he's been talking to Qui Gon. So he knows the power that Qui-Gon has for him. Although back in 1977, we didn't know who Qui-Gon was. Um, so I think it's just, I think, I think in Obi-Wan's case, it's more of a, uh, it's more of a sacrifice for him to become a spirit. And now he can actually help Luke still uh, th through the force that way. Um, okay, I, think so I, I think it's more of a distraction in, at the first point. And then he knows he's not going to make it anyway. So he just, he basically just gives himself up. And he wants Luke to be able to move forward without just always looking for like that father figure that he never really had. Mm -hmm. So I, I want you to be my time lord for a second, and can you yeah. can you can you bridge the gap for how long is this between Obi Wan seeing Qui Gon for the first time at the end of Obi Wan in the Sands, which is his first appearance to him as a Force ghost? How long is that to now? Well, I think I think they said it's like nine years. Nine years. Yeah. Okay. So he's been talking with Qui-Gon for nine years. Is Leia? Leia's probably about nine or ten, eleven, somewhere in that range. Yeah. So, yeah, nine years. Because remember, they're twins. Or they are the same age. They're both 19. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, I'm just trying to trying to grasp it. Because well, that's nine it years. Definitely... That's nine years of him knowing that Qui-Gon can now knows how to become a force ghost. Obi-Wan is now able to see him. Because um, remember, he cut himself off on the force. This is what this is the whole reason why he ne he was never ben able Kenobi, to yeah. Qui Gon up to this point because he cut himself completely off. And Qui Gon's always he he makes a comedy. He's like he's like it's about time. He's like I I've been here the whole time, you know. And I think Luke, you know, he sees Obi Wan in the next movie as a force ghost because you know I think Luke is he understands the power of what of what the force can do and and what Jedi's do and. His father was one, and you know, so he has all those different connections with the Force, which you know, so it's not like he, that's why he's able to see Obi Wan so quickly. Yeah, it was a bit with how quickly he was able to communicate with him as soon yeah. as he died. Yeah. I was like, whoa, like mm -hmm. that was a plot, that was an instant plot trigger. Yeah, you know, take me down into the robes, and then I'll talk to you. I'll whisper you sweet nothings into your ear while you're flying a spaceship. <laughs> you know, it was it was pretty cool. But I, I would love to have that, you know, that constant reminder in my head to be able to tell me to turn left here you know and that'd be just amazing yep it would be amazing baby ice has got more fantastic anecdotes in the chat she goes are you sure there are no targaryens in this well, um yeah but it was just because i asked tedless to be my time lord my matt yeah. smith for a second That's just right. to bridge the gap between between times and hello mr umpty scratch the one and only lover of jar jar how you doing my friend i appreciate you ai sucks says umpty That's fun. Yeah. Anything anything you want to add about Obi Wan and him dying or should we continue with the plot? Yeah, I think I think I think we covered it. I mean yeah, I, I mean I don't I'm not really sure what else what else we could say. I mean Al Guinness just he did such a great job and 
you know, he didn't even want to be in this movie. That's that's what's crazy. He he didn't want to be in this movie. George wanted to get somebody who is famous in the movie um, to portray that like uh, you know that role model or that like I said that father figure. And Al Guinness thought the movie was going to be garbage. He's like he's like what do you he's like Space Wizards what? And he I mean, he he kills it. You know, but Al Guinness was also a great actor. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What do you think to the lightsaber effects in this movie? Because there is a clear difference. Oh, from yeah. What we've had. But again, we have 1977 technology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too, you know, um, I mean, obviously, there's a couple scenes when with Obi, at least with Obi Wan saber, the red Vader's always looked pretty good. I thought um, the blue in, in Obi Wan's was more almost like a white. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's blue tints, but I mean, you can definitely see that. Uh, you know the the technology just wasn't quite. I mean, even though by the time Empire Strikes Back comes, it's much better. I mean, you could, there's a huge difference um, in in the lightsabers in uh, Empire Strikes Back compared to a New Hope. So he's obviously yeah. he fixed the technology, um, or however they you know the, the CGI or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, there is a huge difference. Cool. And Baby Ice goes, um, "Oh my God, more incest, the horror." <laughs> With Luke and Leia and Targaryens and yeah, the, I suppose there's the tie that connects this whole crazy stuff with myself and Headless. There you go. <laughs> so I have my last my last paragraph. We're gonna cover it. Oh oh yeah oh yeah. <laughs> this is my last paragraph for the plot, so I will read this out and it'll lead us into the last ten minutes discussion of the of the the live stream. So using the plans for the Death Star, the rebels discover a port that connects the station's main reactor. They decide if they can shoot a target directly in the port, it will cause the entire Death Star to explode. Luke and his squadron join the mission and Vader is hot on their trails. Obi-Wan's spirit helps console Luke to use the force and he is able to successfully get the shots into the port and destroy the Death Star. This kills Tarkin and weakens the Empire for the moment. Han and Luke receive medals for their bravery to end the film. Do, 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 do. And then we get the credits. One of the why does, coolest. Why, why does Chewie not get a medal? Because he doesn't get it till the next movie. He gets it like eons later. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't get his until the final movie of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I was doing Aga. some background digging earlier on. And, and you've just explained to me that they, they, they had an original and then they've come back and they've done reshoots. In the original, when they receive their medal and they're walking away, there's cardboard cutouts of people. There's cardboard cutouts of people in the original. Like in the stand, in that, like, in, like the audience or whatever? Yeah, in the audience. You know when they're walking down towards the main stage and you have yeah. the, the people all dressed in black? Yeah. At the very beginning, they were all cardboard cutouts. And then they brought it back, and then they were real people in the in the new one, which was it was really cool. But it's really, yeah, they CGI'd them in. But it's amazing to go back and see that it's literally cardboard. (laughs) But yeah, it's cool. So I just read off the last paragraph there. So they they basically it's one of the most iconic scenes in cinematic history. You know, you get the red leader coming in, gold leader coming in. You get all the fantastic lines. You get the uh, one more second. One more second, and then he fires it, and it doesn't quite get it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh no! And then we get Luke, use the force, Luke. It's just such an iconic. Yeah. It's like a soundtrack that plays off in my head when you think about it. You know, take, take so, yeah. The, uh, targeting system, Luke. Are you okay? Your targeting system is offline. I'm okay. 
it is amazing fantastic yeah and for me i would have crashed into one of the walls or hit one of the the guns i wouldn't have been paying attention i don't know how those those things can just stay straight as a die and still not get hit with a single single blast i know Uh, they do get a lot of them though (laughs) they do they do so yeah how, how did you how did you feel when you first saw the whole boom, the whole, how, 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 what was your first, do you remember your first reaction of when it went into the reactor? Yeah. I mean, it's such a long time ago. I yeah, mean, I know. Yeah. I mean, it's it just, it's so satisfying, obviously. I mean, you know, yeah, it's a happy ending and all that. Like, but I mean, the movie, the, the whole movie, there, there is a, there is an internal struggle and, and the, and the, and the physical struggle for Luke. And, you know, I remember, I, I do remember like when he, when he's swinging across the line with Princess Leia, when he gets out of that, I think that was a great, that's a great scene as well. Like it kind of shows almost like the first time where he's like kind of stepped up and he's kind of taking the lead and says, I, I can rescue you. I don't need someone else to like, cause you know, like back in the cantina scene, you got Obi-Wan saving him from uh, the two guys that we talked about last yeah. night that were in row one. Um, you know, Han Han saving him his butt a couple times, and and that was kind of like the first time I I think that he kind of took the lead and said, "I'm gonna rescue you," you know, and and they swing across. And, and do you know then, when they do that, there was no stunt doubles used. It was actually the two actors that did that scene. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was reading yeah. in, into the backstage, and that it was one of the things that they allowed them to do themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, cool. that's that's another iconic scene. I mean, there's so many iconic scenes. And then yeah, and then with the special edition, when you blow up the Death Star, now you have to like the the light to go up and down, or or you know, the explosion is like this. I think it's this way. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean it, it's it was awesome, you know. And then you see Vader flying away, and he didn't die. So you you know back of your mind you're like, oh, there's gonna be more of this, you know. I guess that's what the hope was at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing, but it was never obviously announced as a trilogy, was it? It was just no, Star no. Wars: A New Hope. Yep, it was never even then, called, it was yeah. never even called a new hope until way way later. Baby Eyes asked a question earlier, which was quite a good one. She goes, How is this Star Wars? But usually in every Star Wars movie they are on the ground. I believe that this is Star Wars at its core, was the wars that were in space. Mm. And then with the prequels and the sequels, we kind of go to different planets and explore different characters and stuff. But I, I do genuinely believe, for myself as a fan, answering that question would be that the idea was to be a war in space, and, and this movie definitely gives that feel. Oh yeah, I mean, I think in every movie there's some type of they. they yeah, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. There's de- there's definitely there's space battles in every movie, I believe. The, I, 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 there is, but I, I completely understand her question. And like, if, yeah. you, if you put the same question into Phantom Menace, ninety percent of that is on Tatooine. Yeah, 90% one. of the whole episode. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I completely get her, her question in there. And we appreciate the question. Thank you. Yeah, um, remember, so, the, remember the, too, the, the, original, the original title was ridiculous. I mean, the original title was like, uh, there, there's so many, it was so wordy. It was like, I mean, I, could, I mean, you can look it up. Um, sure. But it, the original title of Star Wars was like, From the Book of the Wills, The Ventures of Starkiller. In the Star Wars, or, or something like that. Like that's how long the title was, and he shortened it all the way down to Star Wars. Um, you know, then he gets he got rid of the whole Star Killer thing. I used to have the um, they have a, they had a comic that was a hardback comic that was created on George's original script 
it's a little bit of a mess. It really, it really is a bit of a bit of a mess, and there's a lot of different things in there. Some of it's the same, uh, but yeah, like like Luke is like he's not even like, like he's in the movie. He's like he's in the comic, but it's really it's Star Killer. It's just this this character named Scar Star Killer. And I think what George did with this final with this final movie, I think he took both those characters and almost blended them into one, because a lot of stuff that Star Killer does, Luke ends up doing in this movie. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, and and that's you know, hence that's why in Force Awakens they call it Star Killer Base. It, you know, that's JJ, you know, giving homage to George Lucas's original uh, product. And that's why it's called Star cool. Killer Base. Yep. Cool. I'm going to open up my Instagram. And I'm going to see if I have any questions submitted from our lovely followers over on Instagram. Uh, guys, you can follow myself over on Instagram at RyanMilky14, and you can follow my good friend Headless over at Headless underscore Ned underscore Stark on Instagram. That's correct, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, you can go and follow him over there as well. Um, yeah, guys, you know, stalk us over there. Ask us questions and send us messages and tag us and stuff. You know, don't ever be afraid to tag me in absolutely anything that you see on the internet. I'm, I'm more than willing to have a laugh with people and and to discuss things so you know and i'm currently 73 away from a, a 1000 on instagram so we're definitely pushing for that and i'm just going to open up my stories now and we're going to we'll see if we've got any questions submitted oh we do okay thank you so baby ice has submitted some questions to me she goes who actually was leading the rebellion so, so the leader of the re rebellion was uh Mata. She, at least she was one of the generals um, she is not in, uh, she, she in the new hope. I believe she is in a new hope. So she was in row one briefly and she actually is in a lot of, uh, Andor. Um, okay. but she's also in return of the Jedi. Uh, let's see. My Martha. Mothma. So Mon Mothma. What's her name? Mon Mothma. She's a human politician and revolutionary leader of who uh, I just skip it, helmet. Uh, was one of the founding members of the Alliance to restore the Republic and its civilian uh, civilian leader. Um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so she she was one of the leaders. Um, I'm just looking. Yeah, I mean that she she is like the main one, I guess. She's kind of the one that everybody knows. I don't know if she was actually in because uh, she recruited Jin Erso in, in Rogue One um, after the after the Battle of Yavin saw the battle uh, station destruction. Matha led the alliance through the Galactic Civil War, helping plan for the Battle of Endor. So, I mean, I guess I don't think she's really in. A new hope okay but she i know she's a very important character which is why she is a she's a big character in andor you know i mean that is the one cool thing i guess about andor if you don't if you like that kind of stuff like if you like that it kind of they're building on the history of her it is good it's just so dry unfortunately from at least it was for me it was dry um yeah yeah. I can I can I can kind of understand what what you mean. I've seen little tippets. I tried to watch one episode and I did get bored. So yeah. I, I I do need to probably wait until I'm done with my Star Wars binging of the movies and then see if it's a, a feasible thing to put my head into. Because I know I'm I want to watch Clone Wars and stuff like that. So 
But we'll, we'll definitely get to it. She's in, she's in a couple episodes of, I think, Rebels, too. Mm-hmm. So I just... Maybe I, I ask another, a couple more questions. Did sure. you get... Sorry, did you answer the other one? Yeah, I was just saying... I was just looking... Yeah, Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma was Rogue One. The prequel trilogy details how Star City is. Yeah, I don't think she actually is in... She does. She does have an appearance in *Revenge of the Sith*, but she doesn't. She's actually not in anything until uh, until *Return of the Jedi's* and *Return of the Jedi*. Okay. So maybe I nine one one nine on Instagram asks another good question, and I'm probably going to add a little bit onto it. She 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 asks here in her words, "Why is it that the Force is so strong, but Vader can only sense Obi when he when they are close?" And I want to add my bit onto that. So throughout this movie or throughout now we've kind of seen two big things happen within the galaxies to do with the force and certain force sensitive characters have picked up on it like yoda was always picking up on imbalances in the force and when alderaan is destroyed in this film obi-wan picks up that there is a change in the you know a lot he can sense that a lot of people are dying and a lot of people are crying right now so if that's the case and these two people can do this and we are made to believe that vader is even stronger with the force again which pretty much cements baby ice's question how is it that he only senses him when he's right there when he's you know i mean i just i I don't think that you can't think of the force like you being able to know everything that's not really what it is it's it's the it's the person's ability to be in tune with nature and all living things so it doesn't mean that if you live in a different planet that i know exactly where you are it's not it's not a home homing beacon you know it's it's something that you just it's something that you feel inside of you but something's gonna trigger it and by obi-wan kenobi coming to the death star you know that that is what triggered it and obviously having a, a ship you know that nobody really knows about like like where did this ship come from and I don't know. I don't know if they know that that's the Millennium Falcon at this point, but because I, I know Vader's after it, and maybe he's after it because because he remembers it from A New Hope, because he's after it in Empire Strikes Back quite a bit. Um, but yeah, so you, it, you you can't think of it as like is mind reading almost. It's, okay, it's not quite like that. It's it's more what's around you and what surrounds you, and you know. Yeah, it's so. I mean, like, I, just, yeah, I think I just get that impression from Yoda because Yoda does it quite a lot. He does, but even Yoda didn't know that Palpatine was evil. He didn't know he was a Sith Lord, and he's he's living in the yeah. same area. You know, yeah, good point. Yeah, I mean, and remember, the dark side can also it can kind of cover their their bases too, which which you know that. So I mean, it kind of goes back and forth a little bit, um, but I mean, again. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's not like he it's not like Vader knew that Obi Wan Kenobi wants a Tatooine to live for all those times. You know, he it's not like it's not like, like I said, it's not don't think of it as like a home homing beacon because that's not what it is. Okay, it, you know it's it's hard to explain. It, it you no, know. no, I completely understand it. I, I just yeah, I, he must have already he must have he must have known that Obi Wan was alive. Well, he knew he was alive that because it, understanding now, in the Force that he'd gone. You know. Yeah, I mean, and you know, now going back to what we saw in Kenobi. You know, they they fought nine years before this battle. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. So. Okay. 
And maybe this is a, a final question, which which I find is one of the funniest scenes in this entire movie. Uh, in the opening scene, how did C-3PO and R2-D2 walk across the gunfire and not get hit? Uh, bad aim. Yeah, very bad aim. And did you... Uh, I'm sorry, but it was always a one-sided fight. Have you seen the Rebels? They have basically clothes on. They have clothes. There's yeah, no armor. Not, it's not like the Stormtroopers' armor really protected them very much. Like, why no, I know, it? but like, it, it still is funny. I like the yeah. concept of it, and it's like they're all armored up, yeah. and then they're just wearing clothes. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> different when they get the Hoth. I mean, again, they have bigger jackets on and stuff, but I don't know if they have, are actually wearing armor. But, uh, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a laser. It's a little different than a bullet, you know? Yeah. Well, that's me out of questions. Phasma, if you think of uh, Captain Phasma in the prequel or in the sequels, you know, She's like chrome plated and everything, so lasers do bounce off of her. Like, why are you not giving that to all your stormtroopers if that works? But. That's that's uh, Gwendolyn. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Brianna Toth. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Baby Ice nine one one nine on Instagram. I want to thank you personally for your questions on Instagram. You were the only person who submitted to me today. Thank you very much. And anybody else who has questions, please stay tuned to my Instagram. We'll be posting stories next week. Ready for. The next two movies headless do you have any questions on your instagram that we haven't covered already um the only other question was if you can choose only one droid you could take uh through the rest of the saga what do you choose and why so are you saying so because you you've asked me to do well you've guided me through this this fabulous storyline through the chronological order and you've introduced me to some absolutely psychotic droids. And you've introduced me to some badass droids. And this now going into the trilogy, the original trilogy, we are pretty much stuck with the two droids that matter in this franchise to me. Mm -hmm. And I just had a thought. So, yeah, for anybody who is wondering, that question is actually for myself. I wanted to know if you could only take one droid from any of the movies that we've seen so far oh, okay. forward forward with you into the prequels and through that storyline who would it be and, and why so only ones that we've met so far yeah so you can include c3po and you can include r2d2 and before if you want to take l3 with you onto a desert island be my guest i'm not going to take l3 okay um, yeah i mean i'm taking r2 i mean he i think he brings the most you know um not that i don't like c3po but G3 yeah, I take Scorpio because I can't understand what RTD2 is saying. Because yeah, you gotta learn the beeps. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. I mean, K K2SO would be a pretty badass guy to take with you, though, too. If you want an extra. If, but I don't, besides fighting, I'm not sure if he brings anything else to the table. Or R2 yeah. brings a lot. R2D2 because he's sassy, says Baby Ice. <laughs> he is. He's, he's one of the best characters. And he's always saving the day. R2D2 is the ultimate hero in this entire franchise. And coming Hell to yeah. coming to Tennessee in uh, in May at ICCC, uh, what's his name? Um, Kenny Bark Kenny Baker's dead, unfortunately. Uh, what's his name? Oh man, I got it right here. I think it's um. I am forgetting his name. I hate when I do that. Thank you, baby. Oh, I've I really enjoyed this live tonight. Jimmy V, who who played R two in uh, in the pre, in the sequels, he's the he's okay. the guy inside. So Jimmy V's coming. So I'm gonna try to get something autographed. I don't, you know, I only have. 
I, I literally only have one R2D2 Funko Bop, and it's the, the two pack combo with Hollow uh, Leia. So I pr- I'll probably have to get just a regular R2 to get him because I don't want I don't think I want to put that on. You've got Hayden Christians, right? Mm-hmm. And he's coming to a Star Wars celebration. I saw. Yeah, he's yeah he's coming to Europe 2023. Oh, so is um so is Gillen Urso. Uh, Matt mm-hmm. is going to be there. Yeah, I'm thinking about sending away for that one. I don't know yet. I'm thinking about Excel London uh, in the Excel in London, April seven to 10, 2023. Star Wars Celebration Europe. We're going to have Hayden Christen. It's currently autographed two hundred and ten pounds. So that's like two two hundred and eighty dollars for who? For Hayden Christen. His two eighty. Well, it's two hundred and ten pounds. So then you convert that to dollars, and it's about yeah, about two eighty. Wow, that's a lot higher than what we paid there. I, I I've met him. I got three of his autographs, and I paid two hundred bucks for all of them, like for for each. So two eighty, yeah, that's getting up there now. Baby Ice has the expensive R two D two. I'm guessing Funko Pop for sale. Just saying. So if anybody out there is interested, reach out to Baby Ice. Should really, be able to hook you up. Which one is that? Is that the Diamond Edition? I did have that when I sold it though. I'm not 100 percent sure. And Umpty says is, that I think is the best one. He would take C-3PO because if he short circuit, he could melt him down for the gold. <laughs> Sell that gold off. Get yourself a nice ship. Uh, Umti is letting Baby Ice know that she, he's got a diecast Vader that she might need. And Baby Ice is Baby Ice is also letting you know that it's it's the hundred dollar one, but she only wants fifty for it. <laughs> so it's kind of is that the diamond? Is that the diamond one from Star Wars Celebration? The Valentine one. Valentine one, yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> well, yeah, we are we are just a little bit over than our our, our scheduled time. Uh, I want to thank you, Headless. I've thoroughly enjoyed this breakdown. Earlier on this evening, I was like, "What am I going to talk about? How do I how do I lead a live stream on Star Wars? Because this isn't my this isn't my jam. This isn't my thing." But but you've made it super easy. You've you've answered a lot of my stuff. You've you've been super helpful. So thank you. And yeah, I, I can't wait to go into the next two because they are absolute bangers of, yep. of, of an ending to a trilogy. Did you uh, do you want to give your ranking on this really quick? Yeah, could could you just pull up it in? Could you just pull it up backstage so I can see? Uh, yeah. I don't I don't want to give the same score to another movie. Yeah, and it's hard not. Of that. It's, hard, it's kind of hard not to, but because I, I I know I have. And I will, yeah, but yeah. But I'm only going to be keeping you within 0.5. Okay. So I won't be going like 0.6 or 0.7. So. Oh, I I just showed it, didn't I? No, it's fine. Okay. I'm going to give, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Uh, uh, Yeah, a 9 out of 10. So you have a below row one? Yeah. Wow. You really did like row one. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed row one. Yeah. And it probably because it was my first time watching. Maybe if you ask me after I've watched Rogue One 15 times like I have mm. A New Hope, it might change. But right now, it is a 9 out of 10. Right, and, and guys, these scores are final for me. I will not be changing these. I will not be going over them and thinking, oh, no, you know. Oh, but I really like this and I want to give it a good score. If it gets the same mark, it gets the same mark. Eventually, I'm going to have to do that probably. But yeah, A New Hope sits third for me. What about you, Headless? Where does it sit? Uh, 10 out of 10. Oh, you, it's already in. 10 out of 10. Yep, I already put it in. 10 out of 10. Um, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And, um, you know, it's... Or not to, not to give this a 10 out of 10. Um, it started it all. You know, if it wasn't for this movie, I would never have been as addicted as I am. 
you know, and as, as passionate as I am. And uh, yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, you're gonna, I'm, you're gonna see a bunch of ties here for me. Um, it's almost gonna be like a one A, one B, one C type deal eventually, or or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I just, you know, yeah. Yeah, you all know that Revenge of the Sith is my favorite, and yeah, I'm probably gonna have a lot of probably two A, three A kind of scorings. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. hard. I mean, if we were doing it out of a hundred, it'd be a little more room to play with there. Because like when you when I say something is an eight out of ten, you know that's like a B. Like none of these three movies are a B. That's why I have them all up here. Um, you know, C and D's. That, that's about right, right where I'm sitting right now. Um, there's only one F in the in, in 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 this whole thing for me, and we'll get to that later on. But. Mm-hmm. Comic book poser, welcome in, my friend. Thanks for stopping in. We're on, literally man? just. Just towards the end of the live stream, we were just going through our polling or, or however you want to call it for the last six movies that we've been through. Yeah, we were officially just, more than halfway done. Yeah, we're officially more than halfway done. We're on the road to March the 1st, where Mando Season 3 will begin. And yeah, this is a lot of fun. As you can see on the screen now, these are our current scores. Uh, and if anybody is paying attention to what we've currently got going on, this is going to be my final reminder. I repeat, this is going to be my final reminder Pay attention to these scores in regards to a giveaway kahoot at the end of this Star Wars franchise breakdowns. And pay Thank attention you very to much, too, because a lot of yeah. information has been given out. Yeah, uh, pay attention to the breakdowns. As always, this is, you know, this isn't something new that me and Headless do. We've done kahoots before, and we give you the information to the answer. We give you the correct answer to every question within the kahoot. At some point in all of these breakdowns, so, yeah, maybe not all the questions. There's a lot of maybe questions. not all of them. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm about two thirds of the way done. I, I just I just started doing the questions for uh, the Force Awakens, so I'm about 17 or 18 more questions away from, from finally finishing this thing. It's, it's okay. taken a while, but it, it, I think it'll nice. be I, I hope we can get a nice turnout for it because I think it'll be fun. Um, she says you could remove them now, and I would already have forgotten them. <laughs> but I think it'll just be more like what was Ryan's favorite movie? What was Ryan's least favorite movie? What did what movie did Ryan score five five out of ten? Things like that. I don't think it'll be specific order. Yeah, but no, yeah, yeah just just little things. Yeah, yeah. Do you want yeah, to we don't want, we don't want to give you guys homework. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so since we're showing this pretty much from now on till the end, just kind of keep yeah, just keep your eye on it. But I'm just going to stop reminding you all about it. So yeah, eventually it will just fade into obscurity, and it will be something that's part of the live stream. Cool. Well, yeah, let's let's, let's say our goodbyes and let's get out of here. Let everybody enjoy the rest of their Monday evening. All right, sounds good. Do you, do you want to bring this one down? There we go. So yeah, headless. Thank you very much. Thank you again for for guiding me through this fantastic journey through space. And thank you. I want to thank everybody here tonight that supported us, that came out and had a good time. I want to sp specifically thank Baby Ice. I know that she she watched the movie today so that she could be here and talk to us in the chat and have her own thoughts. And that's what we do this for. That's what ideally in, the, in an ideal world we could get everybody to watch the movie the day before we go live, and then everybody's got you know understanding and a, and a conversation within the chat. So mm -hmm. the fact that Baby Ice reached out to me and she told me that she was doing that today. That just shows the testament to our hard work, and that it's and that it's working and it's paying off, and and we appreciate 
everybody that, that supports us. So yeah, without rambling on for another 15 minutes and trying to get out of here, I want to say thank you, everybody. My name's been Ryan. Don't forget to keep those heads on. And Whoa. anything you want to say? Yeah, I just, just want to let everybody just stay milky. <laughs> right, guys, we will see you tomorrow night on The Horseman. I'm not hosting it because it's not the first Tuesday of the month, but the week after that, we're going to have Funko PDX coming on as my guest. You aren't going to miss that because that guy can literally talk for America. Like, he could literally talk forever, and he just, you've got to literally tell him to shut up. Mm. But yeah, let's let's just find one of these cool little things to play in the background for a couple of seconds. And yeah, we will see you in the next one. May the force be with you guys. See you guys. Impressive. <laughs> Most impressive.